This summer, our world will come under attack. The mayor has declared a state of emergency. By the most evil force ever known. He has armies at his command. And only one power on Earth can stop him. We're the Power Rangers. Where's my autograph book? More action. More adventure. More power. The Ooze is back. Use, you lose. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. Welcome into episode seven of the Bad Movies Worst Opinions podcast, where we believe that everybody has a favorite bad movie. We only watch movies that are rated a 6.0 or less on IMDb. This movie was specially picked by Rob Britton. He says, I want to watch Power Rangers. And I said, let's do it. We invited in Hartzell, who Hartzell said, and I quote, this movie is my Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> that was a quick drop. Yeah, I just said that. It's true. This was my Dragon Ball Z. This was my childhood. See, I'm quintessential 90s kid, right? I'm willing to concede that the 80s might have had better animation, but no one had better 90s kid shit than Power Rangers in the 90s. That was, I think, our pinnacle. The 90s gave you live action. 80s gave you animation. Power Rangers is rated a 5.2 on IMDb. That's blasphemy, by the way. That's complete blasphemy. <laughs> who, who did that? What fool clearly didn't watch this film? What we're about to talk about, Carrington, is cinema. This movie is not available on streaming. Rob, how did you watch this movie? Uh, I hit you up and you set me up with Fire Stick Records, and okay. that's how I got to take care of it. <laughs> All right, that's how I watched it, too. This movie came out June 30th, 1995. Listen to the box office this week. Apollo 13 was number one. Pocahontas was number two. Batman Forever was three. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers opened up that week at number four. Judge Dredd was five. Wow. That's a strong wow. week at the box office. That's, that's peak, a strong that's, week. That's a very 90s week at the box office. <laughs> yeah. Very 90s. That's that for the days. Take me back. That is a strong week. The budget. This movie cost $15 million. Made sixty six point four million worldwide. What a win for the Power Rangers! Resounding success. Five rating. What the hell are we talking about here? The cast: Jason David Frank is Tommy Oliver. He is the White Ranger. Amy Jo Johnson. I forgot she was a baddie. Mm. Always really, been a baddie. Oh goodness! <laughs> if I may make an aside real quick, did you ever watch her in the feature film Susie Q? I've never seen anything I, else that she's in the, other than being the Pink Ranger. One of the first ever Disney Channel original films from the early mm. '90s. She uh, she was one of those ghosts who was killed at prom in the '50s, comes back and relives now the go at it in the was it '90s maybe. Uh, again, just peak 90s cinema by the way you could make up these names for these like actors because none of them are major stars none don't check is that on disney plus i gotta imagine do they got the old stuff it might be <laughs> they do have they do it have might be a bit up. problematic i mean there's some very suggestive scenes in there but Susie q amy joe johnson is in the suggestive scenes because i might need to go see this movie i'll send you that link david mm. yost is billy cranston he is the blue ranger Johnny Young Bosch, he is Adam Park, the Black Ranger. Can I don't I know who the Black bit? Ranger is. We used to always call him the Jeans Ranger in my household. Because he was blue, and if you remember in the episodes, he always had the, the Canadian tuxedo. He always had some type of denim jacket with washed out jeans. Did y'all watch the film? I did I mean, watch the film. I watched the film. I did have a note. I'm like, it is weird that in their regular lives, they dress in the colors of their Ranger suits. It's called always. poetry. It's called poetry. It's also, is. for some reason, the men are refusing to wear sleeves in their regular lives. They're all sleeveless shirts, but that's not here nor there. I actually thought the Blue Ranger was kind of dorky growing up. I actually like the Blue Ranger in this movie. Stand up, uh, dude. Stand up individual. Karen Ashley or Karan Ashley. I'm not sure how you pronounce her first name. She is Aisha Campbell. She is the Yellow Ranger. We also have Steve Cardenas. He is Rocky DeSantos. He is the Red Ranger. I don't know who the Red Ranger or the Black Ranger or the Yellow Ranger are. Please bring me the ones from the television show. You remember? Come on. Aisha was big. That was big for yeah. the culture. Come no, on. bring Trini back. Trini is the <laughs> Yellow Ranger. I don't know who this Aisha character is. She is not my Yellow Ranger. The well, for I... the longest time, you know, they had the Yellow and the Black Ranger was like the affirmative action character. Uh, they always kind of shuffled in because they had the Black fellow. We had uh, the, the Asian gal. We had... All kinds of us get a chance that really shine. Diverse group of rangers. I guess we'd update it now since it's 23. That's the DEI characters in Star in uh, Star Wars, in Power Rangers. Although I will say a, a, 
a through line of Star Wars throughout this movie. We'll, we'll touch that later. Though. I had no idea who Rocky was. Jason is my Red Ranger. Who is Rocky? Yeah, I don't know who this is. I knew I Tommy. Tommy, I'm like, oh, that's the old Green Ranger. I know who that is. He's the White Ranger now. They're like, and Rocky. I'm like, who the hell are you? Yeah, I wasn't a huge Rocky fan. I'll agree with that. The movie begins with our heroes skydiving, and we are introduced to rangers that I've never seen before. I don't know who the Yellow <laughs> Ranger is. I don't know who the Black Ranger is. I don't know who the Red Ranger is. All right, guys, for 15 seconds from the drop zone. Yeah. All right, pinheads. The stealth eagle's about to fly. Ditto with a swooping swallow. Well... Where are our OGs? Bulk and Skull finally jump off of the plane, landing in a construction area, which is basically the scene of this movie as our heroes decide to go rocket power throughout the city. Our construction workers find a prehistoric manhole. They have discovered something that has already been discovered. They now open up the prehistoric manhole, which unlocks the largest Easter egg I have ever seen. <laughs> Someone tries to touch the egg and then gets static shocked. Rob, answer for your people here. I wouldn't try to open that thing. Up, I would say, I don't know what this is. I'm gonna leave this to the professional. They couldn't wait to open up the prehistoric manhole. Before I answer the prehistoric manhole, can we talk about the fact that Angel Grove has a skydiving day? Because, like, when they land, it was like the teenagers' high school club. They showed the police, the fire department, the construction people, like, everyone's doing skydiving today. Is there a city on earth that has ever celebrated skydiving the way Angel Grove did? There has to be someplace. Angel Grove. (laughs) I mean, just, there's no better name for a place to grow up, right? Angel Grove just screams, like, I want to live there. You said your mind was blown with the new Rangers, that you didn't know who they were? Didn't know who these three were. Uh, I was also having a a bit of an out-of-body experience. I did not know somebody other than Stevie Wonder did Higher Ground. That's Red Hot Chili Peppers, too. Trust me, (laughs) I had had to do a deep dive at the time. I I work in alt-radio, so I know the Chili Peppers. But at the time, I was like, yo, I didn't know white people also sang, because we didn't (laughs) grow up with that in my household. Our heroes get a call on their Apple Watch, and now they have to beam to the command center. Ivan Ooze is coming to to the earth and the rangers must stop them. Rita and her minions come to check in on the egg and to unlock its power. The ooze is back. Rita is hitting on the purple man who vows to rid the world of Zordon. There's a lot of underneath sexual tension in this movie. Oh, it's palpable. Mm-hmm. palpable. A lot of underneath yep. sexual tension that maybe you didn't understand as a kid. But Rita is definitely hitting on this purple people eater man. 100% hitting on him. Ladies and gentlemen, the ooze is back. Yeah. He's so handsome. Why, thank you. It's pretty clear they were trying to sell this, like, hey, they're going to team up moment, which we later in the film see they don't team up. But it did come off weirdly sexual between uh, alien sorcerer and whatever Ivan Ooze is. Prehistoric evil, apparently. Your initial thoughts of Ivan Ooze. Cause I remember as a kid watching this, because this is out of left field. I knew Rita, you know, and that, I knew the and guy. And Goldar. Yep. Those are, like, the ones that we're used to going to battle with. But did, did Ivan Ooze, did he actually scare you in the moment? Do you remember watching this as a kid thinking, like, ooh, this might be tough? As a kid, I actually, when I rewatched the movie the other night, I remember watching this being like, oh, as a kid, the fact that he became, like, a gel sensation and, like, could use goo, basically, or ooze to create minions i remember that being like as a seven eight year old like ooh, that kind of sends shivers down your back as an adult watching this i'm like boy is that goofy boy is that silly but as a kid the whole concept of ooze powering things did give me a little shake i didn't remember this movie incredibly well so when i went back i was kind of watching it for the first time and i did have the yeah this is pretty goofy but i also like was trying to put myself back in that seven eight year old mind and I'm sure at one point it was like, ooh, there's somebody badder than Rita. There's somebody badder than Goldar. Now you've come down. Because Rita was normally the one giving the Power Rangers mm-hmm. trouble. Okay. Now somebody has come through and I actually can get rid of the Power Rangers. So I actually did think that part was cool. The Rangers confront Ivan Ooze at the construction site who laughs them off and summons his own putty crew. What are we going to do? Looks like there's plenty of room down there. This is my first major question of the movie. <laughs> this is my first major question. The Power Rangers are weak if they don't have their power, right? Basically. They're basically every, just karate kids. Every time that they are not summoning the power of the Rangers, they get their ass whooped every single time in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were getting smoked by the putty. And then eventually they got to they gotta do the cheat code and they got to press pause and they got to type in a cheat code so they can unlock their special powers. The Rangers are weak. Well, you know what? It's, it's hubris what it was you know these rangers came in cocky you know they were relying too heavy i think on the past you know their their previous adventures i think you can tell 
these Rangers need to be knocked down a peg. And I think Ivan was able to exploit that. Are we going to talk about the fact that as the Rangers are showing up from their color dust, he smells teenagers? He's like, I smell teenagers. What is that odious stench? Smells like teenagers. What a weird thing to have. What a weird quirk that he has that ability. You know what teenagers smell like, though. In his defense, right? I mean, it's pungent, and it's probably... I assume it's Axe body spray and (laughs) hormones. You already know the Black Ranger. You already know. He might... You know what I mean? He smells like Old Spice spray. You can tell. (laughs) You know what the teenagers smell like here. I just am watching this, and I'm thinking, yo, unless the Rangers can summon their powers, the Rangers are just regular... The Rangers are just yellow belts. That's what they are. They're not black belts. They're not serious. To your point about hubris, they are always slow to go to the powers. Like, let's just, you know, fight them ourselves. And they're always in the brink of losing. That's when, like, all right, you know what? Let's use the power. Use the power from the jump. Just turn into Iron Man right off the jump, right there. My favorite part about the Rangers, all the fighting scenes, is just the -the over-the-top sound effects every single time. Like, every kick has a sound. Every hand motion has a sound. Every single time contact Mm -hmm. happens, it's so over-the-top. I underestimate it in these movies because we don't see that as much anymore. Every time every time you go to make a punch, it's like a whap, whap, wham, every single time. I kind of forgot how cool that was. It really makes me think that you're doing work whenever I hear all this. I also sounds. liked how whenever they were going to do a move, they announced they were going to do it to the person. He was like, corkscrew kick. You're like, okay, everyone now knows it's coming. When they became the Rangers, the Pink Ranger was like, time to summon the whip. Okay, we now all know the whip is coming. You've announced it. It was just, they're calling their shots. Ivan Ooze breaks through the lackluster security. Alpha, my sensors tell me the Rangers were too late. Ivan is on his way here. Don't worry. Nobody enters the command center without a power coin. Uh-huh. Well, almost nobody. Short circuits Alpha 5 and destroys the command center. Reckless abandonment, man. I mean, just coming in. We got memories in that center, right? Mm-hmm. As a child, we were there together as the Rangers received for the first time their powers, right? As we met the gang and to see him just with the disrespect. Also, in the same vein, as a kid, when Zordon went from just a holograph, basically, inside a tube to a person who's laying on a crystal. That was like, whoa, Zordon's in trouble. That As a kid, that was a big moment. I'm like, I didn't know Zordon was like a person person. Yeah, no, that was too much for me. I didn't, I, that was, uh, I, mm. By the way, fun fact about this scene, I got my first fun fact. You know how Ivan Ooze is naming all the terrible things that happened in the world that he missed, like the Spanish Inquisition and all these things? He mentions the Brady Bunch reunion, which is a 100% ad-lib thing. If you notice, his, <laughs> just, the dialogue was goofy, and he ad-libs that, and they were like, perfect. Way to keep that in the film forever. I don't think we've given the Power Rangers enough credit for inventing the Apple Watch. Also, mm-hmm. Also inventing FaceTime. They used to FaceTime with Zordon. We don't give it enough credit. It's so true. They used to have Zoom meetings with Zordon every week, and they we did. just didn't know. We just had no clue. I mean, Alpha's essentially Siri. I mean, they were ahead of this. Everyone talks about the Simpsons being like the truth tellers and fortune cookies. No, honestly, Power Rangers, they, they said it first. What's your favorite part of the fight at the construction site? I really like the White Rangers. You say how he calls out his move. Definitely calls out he his move. He does shot. the Liu Kang kick, <laughs> the bicycle kick through the air. I was a big fan. The White Ranger had some incredible moves in this movie. No, that, that's the only answer. Absolutely. The, the like, it suspense air with the... Yeah, that's absolutely the best. The uh, the ooze stuff that came out. That yeah, was I was going to cool. say, that's the other thing. Is like, okay, yeah, the actual fight, the Luke Kang kick, the corkscrew kick, all the actual calling of the shots, the way they die and turn into ooze is is actually really funny to me. The one just hits the concrete pillar and bursts into ooze. That was actually kind of funny to me. I liked where the knife, so the White Ranger then throws his knife in the air, it then cuts off the suspension, mm-hmm. and then it comes down and like splat ooze everywhere i thought this was a good fight scene and that wasn't cgi i mean that felt like real ooze you know i missed that too the realism we need to get back to that oh no the rangers have lost their power they head to the command center to see it looks like an 80s rock star hotel room zordon is dying kimberly was trying to really show her acting chops in this movie the range whenever they tried to tell kimberly to dial up emotion here to dial up the tears kimberly found it in a very deep place here you okay I was just thinking about Zordon. You know, everything we've been through together. Look, he's in the making. 
We'll find this power. And then send that slimeball Ivan who's back to the sewer he crawled out of. We gotta give Kimberly a little bit of credit for the acting that she pulled off in this movie, Rob. I'm telling you, I think she circled back from Susie Q. I'm, yeah, I gotta watch that one. She drew a I lot mean, of inspiration, I think. She definitely was the one they called on for all the emotional scenes. Like, they never asked any of the other Rangers to actually act. They were like, just be the Power Rangers. But, like, the moments like, hey, we need to listen to emotion. Pink Ranger, bring it home. They, no other Ranger was asked to actually act at any point in this film. Kimberly, bring it home. I just bring keep hearing that. I love that. Go get it. Alpha tells the Rangers there is a way to save Zordon, but they have to go on a dangerous mission. I'll be fine. There may be a power that can save Zordon. What power? It is on the distant planet of Phaedos. It's very dangerous. All who have tried for it have perished. Our heroes are off. While Ivan goes to Rita's lair to make himself the boss, he puts Rita and her homeboy in a snow globe, and then Ivan Ooze, he creates the mascot for the Baltimore Ravens. That's what he does. Right there in that right there in that moment, he creates the mascot for the Baltimore Ravens. Power Rangers is really ahead of its time. Re- truly tell ahead it. of its time. Tell I will tell you this, it's another fun fact. When they first made the movie, they had created rat characters as opposed to Raven characters. Don't know why. They filmed it, and they felt this is too low-budget, too goofy, so they changed it. But in a later episode of the Power Rangers TV show, those rat people appear because they didn't want to just burn the costumes and get rid of them. So the Ravens mascot was not the original plan. It's supposed to be rats. If they were fighting big rats, I think I would have been terrified. The same uh-huh. way that you were terrified. You had to... We wouldn't have made it through the rest of the film. If he had just made nine rat characters and they just <laughs> were going through the city and now they're fighting rats, the birds was a better touch. I liked the bird. I, too, liked the birds. I thought the birds were kind of goofy in the fight scene we see here in a minute on this alien planet, apparently. But, like, when he hits his beak in the rocks, I thought that was kind of goofy. But you're right. Ravens were better than rats. What a fun fact. What mm-hmm. a fun fact. That to was. your point about how you were traumatized about Zordon's, you know, headquarters being de- uh, being destroyed. If I was a kid, I'm like, ooh, they got to go on this dangerous mission and they may never come back. I would have been on the edge of my mm-hmm. seat here. Hold on. You're telling me that, that this mission is so dangerous that no one has ever completed it. Are the Power Rangers going to complete this mission? I would have been in suspense right there as, as, as a young CDOT. My first thought as I'm watching this as a kid, let's go. We're doing Legends of the Hidden Temple and Power Rangers. I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. That was my, I remember specifically thinking, ooh, are we doing the Hidden Temple stuff? I'm not going to lie, as a kid and rewatching this, when they get to this mystery planet, you know, they first are walking around, jumping on rocks and whatever. Then you see the mysterious character in green in the backdrop. I'm like, oh, Green Ranger, here we go. I literally had that thought as a kid and as an adult because I didn't remember the movie. I'm like, Green Ranger, let's fire up. I was wrong. It was not the Green Ranger. The Rangers pull up on the island and the Ravens find them. The Ravens are smoking the Rangers, which is the theme of the movie. The Ravens are destroying our heroes until Xena the Warrior Princess arrives and saves them. She plays her Vuvuzelas to get the Ravens to go away. She wants them to go away. She wants our heroes to go away, but she learns about their fate and agrees to help. Leave Phaedos before it's too late. Look, we don't want any trouble. Our leader Zordon got hurt. Zordon! <coughs> Did you say Zordon? You know Zordon? By the way, my next fun fact. So that lady who played Dulicia, I think is her name, or something like that? She's Xena the Warrior Princess in my, okay. in, in my rendition of the movie. So she got originally cast. She had ovarian cancer, so they had to recast that position. Mariska Hergate was recast as that person, but when they filmed scenes with Mariska, it was terrible. They fired Don't her. Don't say that. Don't, a year later, she had overcome the ovarian cancer, and they recast her to be this person. So Mariska Hergate, <gasps> your queen, was yeah. supposed to be that character, but she was terrible in filming. First off, don't ever talk about Mariska Hargate <laughs> the way that she just talks about Mariska Hargate, okay? She you, said she you, was you, not you, right for the role, but other people disagreed. You and I will fight right now like the <laughs> Rangers for your disrespect. Man, that's an incredible because that would have been what a choice she also learned of her they were filming and then she went home for christmas because it was filmed in australia and the producers called her and was like hey don't come back to australia you're fired 
That's how she found out. I think, you know what I like about Mariska? Mariska learned very own in life. All I can be is Olivia Benson. And I'm going to be the best <laughs> Olivia Benson that I can be. I'm going to be the best Olivia Benson. Another question here. As kids, were we supposed to be watching this warrior princess with the amount of clothes she had on? That Ooh, definitely came across my I, mind. Because I know that Horny Hartzell over oh, there is seven years mm. old. That was probably his first wood. His first wood was seeing this warrior princess walk around the jungle with well, her ass out. And for, I, need, I need y'all to put respect. Her name is Dulcia, and I need Dulce. y'all to, to make sure that we get that correct. Because this was a very instrumental point in my life. Because this is what I call the big three for me when I realized that oh, white women are a thing I might be into. Because you had <laughs> you had you had Kimberly, my Pink Ranger. You had Dulcia here, and then we also rounded up because this is '95. So I'm watching Topanga and Boy Meets World, and so this big three had I think more of an impact on my life than even I imagined at the time. By the way, you and I was imagining some things at the time. Dulcia is like, they kind of crank up the sexual, like, probably shouldn't be wearing that with Kimberly. Kinda. You're like, hey, uh, those are a little bit of short shorts for teenagers in 95 when children are watching this. But Dulcia, they, they don't even hide the fact. They're like, yep, the only way for her to fight is to basically be in lingerie. That's the game. Here no, we go. No, that is her culture. And you know what? I think you all <laughs> need to tread lightly on your next few words. That's all I'm saying. Her culture is marooned off on an island or an alien planet just... Hanging out with ninja powers. That's her entire culture. I just want to know how Rob disrespected me and you during this part of the movie. He disrespects Mariska Hargitay and Dulcia, the warrior princess. Zordon is dying, but he wants updates on the Rangers, but the Wi-Fi is down. Ivan is handing out ooze to the kids at the state fair. Guys and girls, girls and guys, gather around and feast your eyes. I promise you all, you just can't lose when you've got your own supply of Ivan's ooze. What are we supposed to do with it? Show it to your parents. The warrior princess shows the rangers where the power is. And meanwhile, in Angel Grove, the ooze is taken over the town. Where are the parents at <laughs> whenever Ivan Ooze is just handing out free samples? I mean, Ivan Ooze is, he is a purple clown, purple wizard man mm-hmm. that is down at the local park <laughs> handing out things to children. To if eat. these parents were so concerned, why weren't they down there in the beginning? Why was there not more parental interference here? Listen, did you, listen, how many times you take them badass kids and rolls of fun? We just saw this, what, last week? You drop the kids off. They go do their thing. That's Then let the parents have their time. I, I don't blame the parents. I blame the kids. I mean, the this is the, the mid-90s. We're in the height of don't take candies from strangers, mm-hmm. kids. What the hell? Stranger danger. Stranger also, danger. This is the height of stranger danger with Ivan this Ooze. Is, he's, this, a sick, he's a sick pervert. Also, not, I mean, not to really dial into the plot, Ivan Ooze's big master plan to get mind control of the parents is to give the Ooze the kid and tell the kids, give this to your parents. Why doesn't he just skip the middleman and give the Ooze to the parents? <laughs> Why doesn't he just market himself as, hey, parents, do you want some Ooze? As opposed to, he literally has the line, hey, kids, do whatever you want. Throw it in your parents' face if you want. If that's the game plan, just give it straight to the parents. And that was some dark energy. That was some Palpatine energy, too. The mm-hmm. way he even said it, throw it in their faces. If they don't want this, then do it. I mean, it was dark. But also, I mean, you know, give the devil his due. Parents ask too many questions. That's fair. You know? They're like, why are you giving us random purple goo? Kids are just on board. Let me see this. And then they touch it. They smell it. They eat it, too, you know, because they're curious. And then, boom, Ivan's plan's not not good. I just want to know where Ivan had an advertising budget to have commercials. Ivan had commercials for the ooze to come on down to the local park and pick you up. And some it had free graphics, ooze. which means that was produced. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. You know, no, he had a whole advertising that's budget. A good point. The warrior princess Dulcia blows some magic dust into the flame, which gives our regular rangers new powers. They become new animals. They had a frog. Adam? Adam, what's wrong? My frog. Yes, a frog. Like the one you kiss to get a handsome prince. Come on now. Of all the animals they could have picked. All the animals. Her sell job to that is, well, princesses kiss frogs. And he's like, you know what? Back. I'm all in on frog. He was out, and then he was in on that stupid line. Can you imagine, like, right now, let's say our boss was just handing out animals. And then he gave me the frog, and he gave you the falcon, Rob. I'd be very angry about that. Mm-hmm. I want to be a cool animal like a falcon, too. Falcons are feared. Falcons come down, and they swoop on their prey. Ain't nobody afraid of no frog. That's fair. And all the other animals are cool. There was what? There was an ape. There was a bear. The wolf. There was a falcon. There was a wolf and frog, which we find out later is actually integral to beating one of the ooze-powered 
insects, but that's later on in the film. The warrior princess says she can't go because she'll get too old. So our now ninja rangers have to do it alone. Ivan Ooze is bored, so he makes some random man dance. But this dance is interrupted as the Ravens have returned with bad news to tell Ivan Ooze that he was defeated by the Vuvuzelas. Our heroes begin their hike to the power, which is a bad game of Oregon Trail. Our skydive boy from earlier realizes that his dad is an ooze zombie now. This was some of the worst acting in the movie right here. Yeah. I mean, I understand this is a kid's movie, so I'm not going to be overly critical of the acting here. This scene right here with the kid, and he discovers that his dad had the ooze, and now his dad is now this ooze zombie. This is where the movie takes a very poor acting turn. I just remember actively hating this kid because that kid wasn't me. So I remember, like, I never rooted for him at all. So actually, I wanted them to off the kid from the get-go. You didn't want him to save Angel Grove? I did not want him to succeed. I needed someone else to, to go to be the, the hero, but it couldn't be that boy. He was a real what? hater. Why he was a bona fide the boy hater. to be the hero? Wait, wait, what's wrong with him? They at least introduced him at the he skydiving also... thing, so at least there's a... I liked the callback to him being the hero. I thought it was goofy when he's in the ooze factory, I guess is the best way to describe it, and he's, he's hiding in plain sight from Goldar and them I thought was goofy, but what's wrong with him being like the hero kid? He I, wants to be a ranger. I don't like him. Dweebs shouldn't be getting that kind of, you know, success from cool people, you know? we got, And that's the problem, really, with the youth back in the mid-90s, and really today, is that we got zeros getting with heroes. It's just, it matches, it messes up the natural order of things, and, you know, most importantly, he wasn't me, and I didn't like that. This is actually my least favorite scene in the movie. While heading to the power, they walk through a dinosaur graveyard. The dinosaurs come to life. Now they're fighting skeletons, and the fight ends because Tommy pulls out an invertebrate of this dinosaur, and the dinosaur collapses. If I could cut out any scene in this entire movie... I would cut out the whole dinosaur fight scene. It's so bad. The rest of it's not bad. I get it. It is a it is a mid-90s kids movie. You take it for what it is. There's no reason for them to be fighting dinosaur bones in the middle of the jungle. There's well, absolutely you, no reason for that to be happening. Well, when you have dinosaur merch to sell from this movie, you know, a matter of weeks after release, you got to work that scene in. Well, they had, to, they had to work in the Jurassic Park line, which... I don't know why they're like, welcome to Jurassic Park. And everyone giggles. And then it comes to life. Like, really? You never thought it was going to come to life when you make the Jurassic Park joke? But you know what? That was one of those things where it's like, nowadays we'd have an article, ooh, this Easter egg. We now know in this cinematic universe, this thing exists. We now know in the Power Rangers universe, Jurassic Park exists. But, you know, let's give that scene some more credit, though, because I also remember watching that, especially, you know, we've got just, it's dinosaur bones. I mean... How the hell are they going to take this thing out? I remember thinking, I don't know how they're going to do this. Well, not with teamwork. They all one by one try and all yeah, one no, by one fail. We did have a bunch of eye players, <laughs> which is which exactly the point. Team is built of a bunch of individuals. There's no better individuals than the Power Rangers. Carrington gone. Back at the ooze factory, Ivan tells the parents that they bore him, and now they need to commit <laughs> mass suicide. Parents of Angel Grove, you have completed my ectomorphic art. But frankly, I'm sick of your ugly faces and your dull personalities. Yeah. <laughs> you will return to the construction site and leap to your doom. Yeah, leap to your doom. Bye-bye. He then creates two giant ooze monsters. Our ninja rangers arrive at the front door of the temple, and the door then comes to life. So we go from mm -hmm. my least favorite scene of the movie with them fighting the dinosaurs to my favorite scene in the movie and them fighting Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah, the gargoyles? <laughs> yeah, in the middle of the jungle. I see why this was a dangerous mission. I can see why very few people have been unable to progress past this because they were some scary dudes. This was the best fight scene in the whole movie was them fighting the rock characters. This is when I knew we had a classic. This is this is when I knew, oh yeah, I'm going to watch this for the rest of my life. Even as a kid, I remember thinking, when I get this VHS, let's go. This is, what it, this is what sold it for me. I also like the fact that, unlike the Jurassic Park fight, we actually do some teamwork here because I forget which two rangers it was, but they pushed the one into the water. Here we go. It's gone. It sizzles and dies like pop rocks, and now we're just one on, five on one. Here we go. Rob, you got to learn how to walk before you can run. That's fair. And they needed that, <laughs> that dinosaur scene. I think we just talked ourselves into this, was integral to that team-building part of this. I mean, without that scene... Hell, I'm not sure if we get, I don't know if we get Zordon back. That actually was the best teamwork in unison. We're not going to be, we're weak. We're the Power Rangers. 
We're the Ninja Rangers now. We ain't even got the full power that we normally we do. On. If we don't come together to defeat these rock gargoyles, then we're going to lose. Rob, what's the better move? Is it when the Red Ranger does the splits and avoids the throwing projectile? Or is it the White Ranger's flying corkscrew kick? It's the White Ranger's flying corkscrew kick because I don't know who this rocky person is with the Red Ranger, so I refuse to give him any credit at all. Definitely this flying. Again, another thing where he calls his shot before he does it. Watch out. Here comes my corkscrew kick. Maybe stop calling your shot. Tommy, maybe. Oh, you know what? I, also, there's something to be said, though. To know you're so good that I'm going to call my shot and then do it right in your face, sometimes literally. I mean, that's a ball. That's fair. Move. He did it for about 30 meters, though. He just jumps down from this thing. I mean, a perfect score. 9,000 spins. Kicks him right dead in the chest. Was this really a difficult quest? Was this really a quest that nobody had ever been? They had two obstacles. No, 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 no. They had to I would get say the dinosaurs. Not, no, no, not Mariska Hergate could have been an obstacle, but they dropped Zordon's name, and she was now on the team. She ran those Ravens away. She could have easily been like, yo, I'm going to beat your guys' ass now too. But they said, hey, we're here for Zordon, and boom, she became team player. I think she is level one to the danger. See, I would say, though, Karen, you say what, two, two real dangers? I mean, three? I guess you could count three, so the Ravens pop up. Yeah, but that wasn't from the island, so See, I don't count that. I count I that different. I think both of you are overthinking it. This is a mental challenge. That's what this was. Not this physical. Is, this is a mental obstacle that they had to break. That's all. I mean, they have the gifts. The Rangers have always been those Rangers. They had to just overcome that obstacle. That's what we were watching. That's the the cerebral cinematic experience that we saw in a matter of what an hour and a half. I mean, you just don't get that anymore, you know. The Power Rangers are back. Speaking of back, back at Angel Grove. Ooze continues to take over the city now with two metal ooze insects. It's time to fight the ooze insects. It's time to call on the Zords. Meanwhile, the kids are overdosing on ooze at the max, and Hartzell's favorite character, Skydive Kid, tells the teenage delinquents what the plan is, and now the kids go try to intervene. What a lackluster call to arms. My God, if this is supposed to be my coach at halftime. Listen up. You all think this is one big party, don't you? Yeah! Well, you've all been brainwashed. <laughs> Ivan's taking over the planet, and he's using all of us in his plans. And he's got our parents! What are you talking about? Look, Ivan is evil. And if you don't come with me right now, our parents are gonna die! I'm going for the other team. This kid sucks. Hartzell would Hartzell would have heard that kid up there saying, hey, we got to save our parents. And Hartzell would have said, who cares? <laughs> Boo this man. <laughs> but, but I forgot this fun fact earlier, but it still works here because Ivan Ooze. Do you know Christopher Walken expressed interest? He expressed interest in playing Ivan Ooze. They cast someone else instead. Hold on. Christopher Walken wanted to be in this movie, and he, they told Christopher Walken no? He they told Christopher Walken, please don't do this. He expressed interest in the character, and then they cast someone else. The budget, then. That must have, that <laughs> must have been a budget reason. Walker must have wanted too much money. By the way, fun fact about the budget, they actually went over budget while filming. So the ensuing series with the TV season, the first four episodes were filmed in Australia because they were just basically stuck there because they got over budget and over time to film this movie. They oh, made shit, that makes some... so much sense. Wow. Did that just break, blow your mind? Wow! <laughs> Oh, you know, because I always thought it was more of like a spinoff movie. Yeah, really, no, it was... they were just stuck in Australia because they were over budget and had taken too long to film. So they had to start knocking out some TV episodes while they're out there. The amount of fun facts I've learned today. Mm -hmm. I mean, the movie cost them $15 million to make. What was the budget for this thing? Seven? What was the budget? What I was mean, the budget for all the CGI and stuff they planned on having uh, in this? A bag of peanuts and a, what bu was the a bucket of Big League Chew. That's mm -hmm. your budget for this. What was the budget? Now, back to the insect fight. Kimberly probably got paid $100,000 to Kimberly do this got one. the bag. Kimberly, Kimberly didn't get it and it still wasn't enough. Yeah. It wasn't what she deserved. She deserved more. By the way, back to the actual fight. As the as the swords show up, Goldar has the greatest lines like, uh-oh, the swords. And he was like, I don't care. Goldar knew when it's time, when they call on these things, we lose. That's how this always goes down. Every we feel like we're in a good spot. Here come the swords. We lose. Every fight with the Power Rangers ends in, here come the swords, loss. Well, speaking of losing the swords, which is a, a, continues to be a theme of this, the swords are getting the beats in this, but it ain't over till it's over. One insect down. 
Ivan is getting angry, and Ivan says, you know what? If you want a job done right, you got to do it yourself. He takes over one of the machines, and now it's Mega Ninja Zord time. The CGI holds up better than I expected. It, it was did. much better than I, than I remember. It did. It did. Well, the, well, you when Ivan Ooze becomes the last insect thing, because that did not hold up well. The actual insect things, I'm like, okay, that's not bad looking. But, like, in five minutes when he decides, screw it, and oozes his way into one, that is a little goofy looking to me. The kids are attempting to stop the mass suicide while the Rangers have a plan. Their plan is to get rid of Ivan Ooze by having him run into a comet. They know that a comet is coming. They know the exact coordinates of the comet in space. And they are going to try to destroy Ivan Ooze by having him run into a comet. The Yellow Ranger hits the emergency button. What could the emergency button be? Could it be rockets? Could it be summoning maybe the Green Ranger and summoning help? No. The emergency button is a knee to the groin, which frees... Our Megazord from the Ivan Ooze Zord, he now goes spiraling right into Haley's Comet. He is destroyed. That's how they destroy Ivan Ooze, by kneeing him in the crotch and having him get destroyed by a comet. They, listen, our heroes battle with honor. It's a tenant to be a Power Ranger, absolutely. That's the reason why it's the emergency button. They, were, they for the sake of Angel Grove, had to cast even their morals aside. They had to go the emergency route. And we do know that's an effective way to do it. I mean, I will say uh, the Comet pivot point was a bit out of left field for me. I hated I, the Comet thing. I, I did get you. A, lit lo- a, l- a little bit lost as a kid. But everything from that point on, edge of your seat action. Why couldn't they just, this, the Rangers are weak. Why couldn't the Rangers just defeat Ivan Ooze? They had to resort to some dirty fighting tactics by kneeing Ivan Ooze in the nuts. And then the, the Comet has to do the dirty work. Let's be real here. The Rangers are weak. They continue to be weak. They are continually weak. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would never. The Ninja Turtles would have handled Ivan Ooze. Probably. I will say this, though, about I hated the comment thing, because it did, like, even as an adult, I was like, this is the first time they referenced this comment. You could have easily interwove this comment thing into any part of the goofy dialogue. But that could have been the very beginning the, when they were skydiving. Exactly. You could have been like, the comments, we're going to see the comment, we're going to celebrate the comment. It would have been a fun callback. But instead, Billy is just in the Zord, and he's like, you know what, guys? There's a comment coming around in, like, five minutes. Let's use that. What the hell? How did you know that out of nowhere? Where'd that knowledge base come from? The kids needed a punctuation point. You know, would it have been nice to get a little uh, little context, a little foreshadowing? Sure. But what these kids just saw was pure evil personified. We saw a man try to commit genocide of Angel Grove. All right. So we got to make sure when we leave the theater that these kids don't think this guy's going to come back. And so they need a definitive answer. That's why you got to send that comment to kick his ass once and for all. That's, I think, honestly, this was a cover for the kids. That's what I think this was. This was to let the kids know, hey, we're going home happy, all right? There's no more Ivan News to worry about. The Rangers took care of it. Everybody. By the way, in this same scene, as your, your favorite person, the skydive kid, to prevent this mass genocide is using a fire hose to literally push adults backwards, and they are unfazed how by a hose How do you know how to hitting. operate the crane? Uh, there's a million, and he just saw it, and he was like, God, how do you turn it on? How, like, he's, he's not an operator. Yeah, there's no keys in it. The water hose things, you know, it's because I'm already, I, got, I got my own backstory for that kid. I think he's got some racist tendencies, to be honest <laughs> with you. I think he saw some of his grandpa's photo albums, and so I, I, I didn't love... Again, I just don't love him or that scene, but I, I, I do love the Rangers took care of business. The parents are free from the ooze bond and back at headquarters. Unfortunately, Zordon is dead. But the power of prayer revives Zordon and the command center, which leads to an emotional moment for all fireworks. Thank you, Rangers. End of the movie. Well, this is actually where we did get our first ever thoughts and prayers. And mm-hmm. it was so successful that we thought actually it might work. And it just come to find out it doesn't work long term. It's more of a Zordon specific kind of thing. Bulk and Skull basically have two scenes in the entire movie. They do. They have the fearful to jump out of the plane scene. At the end, they're mad they're not getting any credit for saving the world from Ivan Ooze. Is there any reason to believe why they should want credit? They weren't even the people that hit the fire hose. Hey, they just existed. You, you are stepping on... On a redemption arc for the ages. Uh, arc two, maybe villains at the start, helped save their town. 
Not as mean, much as it, this. Well, we watched Skydive Kid did more than uh, than Bulk and Skull. He ain't gonna give Skydive Kid no credit. I know. Bulk and Skull did a face turn that I think we need to credit. I mean, what they showed was growth. We saw real growth out of some high school kids. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. That's fair. There, the Rangers are at what appears to be the fanciest seafood restaurant of all time on the water, eating. Eating good. You see, like, crab legs. Yeah, that's, that's a nice meal. We presume the Power Rangers don't have part-time jobs because this is going <laughs> to gobble up their time. How are they affording this seafood treat on the water? They're getting a hero's banquet. Without, got, but no one knows they're the heroes. How yeah, are they no, getting no, a nobody banquet? Nobody knows that they're the Rangers. You also saw that little sexual tension at the end oh, yeah. where Tommy and Kimberly are looking at the fireworks. Tommy kind of looks at Kimberly for consent and then puts his arm around Kimberly. I know you guys saw the sexual tension. They had two moments. They had that moment on the rocks whenever they first get to the island where Kimberly is just lost. And then at the very end of the movie. Well, they had to make it canon. I mean, it was all, the sexual tension had been on the early the early live chats of the AOL days. You know, I that's think, fair. I think the early days of whatever Reddit was. I think a lot of folks needed the confirmation, you know, like the Jon Snow theory. They needed to know, and we made we made Tommy and Kimberly canon. And I think honestly that we had so many payoffs in this movie that why not give us another one? And that's what that was. Another I also like, and then we got Van Hagar yeah, doing uh, you know jump. Yeah. I also liked at the end, like the sexual tension thing. They. They shoot the scene where it's Tommy, Kimberly, and the kid. And you're like, oh, they're going to be parents one day. I see what they're trying to do here. Look at this. Oh, there's sexual tension. I get it. Oh, you know what? That's what that was, wasn't it? Yeah, 100% what That's it was. What that was. That, oh, you see. You because know, none of the other Rangers are in this shot. It's just those two and your least favorite kid on Earth. And there's those, only one way that they can get that, that, exactly. that, that kid. They got to be oh. fucking them. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, you know what? I, this movie and that beautiful. kid wants to be a ranger, and they're rangers. This Ooh. movie was beautiful. Rob, this movie was poet. This film was poetry. Rob opened his third eye for this movie. <laughs> on the review aggregator website, Rotten Tomatoes, thirty-two percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. That is, that's harsh. thirty-two percent with an average rating of four point four. For better and for worse, too often the latter. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie Cap- captures the thoroughly strange aesthetic of the television show that inspires it. That's bullshit. In fact, it does the opposite because if you watch the original television show, you know that most of the footage was actually shot and taken from Japan and they basically just dubbed over the talking scenes. That's why it's so jarringly different. So that's why this movie was such a fucking triumph commenter because they had to do the whole thing themselves. They finally had to put together Angel Grove. They had to finally do the fighting scenes themselves. What they did working with Scratch, these kids don't even know their history of how this thing came to be. 43% seems harsh. That's I'm not saying this is a good film. I'm not. No one's going to confuse it for Shawshank. But 43% seems very harsh. I might. I've got some reviews <laughs> for you. I've oh, got some these, reviews. These are going to be hard. Karen James of the New York Times. Real quick, New York Times should not have watched this film. It's just not for them. That's the wrong lane. Thought story-wise, it resembled multiple episodes of the television show strung together with slightly better special effects. But the result was loud, headache-indulsing, and boring for adults, but thought that kids would enjoy it. She also thought that too much of the movie is spent with the Rangers outside of their powers. It's called the Power Rangers movie. Let's do a deep, let's do, how, how dare they insult the kids' intelligence with a think piece? How dare they ask us to get to know our characters on a personal, intimate basis? Oh, I got more for Hartzell. If, if hey. Karen James got him going. Karen, it's, it's, always, it's of course a Karen. Even Karen, back then it was a Karen. I don't always. think Karen's all that off. It's clearly for kids. It clearly is basically like a combination of multiple episodes mushed together, which is what the kids wanted. I'm sorry Power Rangers didn't hit for the adults, but they have to sit through this for the kids. That's their job as parents. Once again, an opinion from Karen we didn't need. You ready for Roger Ebert? Oh, this is going to be bad. Roger Ebert gave it a half star out of a Mm. possible four, saying, quote, it is as close as you can get to absolutely nothing and still having a product to project onto the screen. He compared it to synthetic foods and brightly marketed packaging, but have no nutritional value. See, he called he, it Pop Tarts. Who is he talking to? You know, these these intellectual types who just talk in circles to their intellectual buddies who want to do an expose on Citizen Kane and and the thorough retelling of 2001: A Space Odyssey. You know what? Sometimes you just want to have a good time in a world of rangers. And merriment. And that's what we got. 
Mr. Ebert. I think as the uh, the Power Rangers, the epitome of a kid's popcorn movie, I don't know why he even watched it. I could have told you his opinion before he watched the film. It was not going to be for him. You know what? Of all the movies that came out that weekend that we talked about earlier in this episode, he could have spent plenty of time hanging out with those. If you watched Apollo 13 and this back-to-back, of course he's harsh on this. Apollo 13 is an incredible film. That's absolutely what happened to him. Mm-hmm. He got the screener, and he got him back-to-back. And, he, and instead of taking a second to digest... He watched back He needed that Batman Forever palate cleanser in between. He didn't have that. He went back to back. I just want to know what he thinks about Pocahontas. I think that would bring this forward. All right, Hartzell, this is what we call our award part of the show. When a hero comes along who is a person, scene, or thing of the movie that you thought tried to save this movie from being poorly rated. Oh, man. Um, where do I even start? There's so many. Um, <laughs> there's, there's multiple? I think... We knew we had an all-time great on our hands when Dulcia removed that hood and we got the whistling, which were like whispers in the wind. I think at that moment, for me at least, everything changed. I'm going to say Ivan Ooze is one of my, my hero that emerges because as a kid, you're watching the TV show, you know, Rita and Goldar and the pig thing, which the name I forget of the pig thing I forget. Those are the those are your villains. And you know what? The Power Rangers basically whoop their ass every time. Ivan Ooze is able to smoke those villains and then put the Power Rangers into a you know a, a vice. He has them shook. As a kid and as an adult, I'm like, you know what? Ivan Ooze is a good villain. We see that he's better and scarier and more capable than villains we had in the past. But also, like every Power Rangers movie, has a fatal flaw. I think Ivan Ooze is my hero in this movie. I'm gonna give my hero to the scene in the rock temple fortress thing i got like if you love power rangers you love that scene it was a great scene great teamwork the red ranger is about to fall off the cliff they save them they kick the one into the rock tommy does this flying corkscrew i thought that was the best and most quote realistic fight scene of the whole movie doing too much give me a person scene or thing that you thought was doing too much i'll go first because i know you're not going to give it to anything there were so many cheesy one-liners during fights in these scenes. Every time that a ranger was about to do something, there was a, ooh, bad breath. It was just, it was too much for me every single time. I got to give it to the cheesy one-liners throughout the film. Kiss the makeup! I literally had dialogue written down. As yes, my, the dialogue is so bad. Honestly, I think the movie would be... Not light years better, but it would be a better movie if the dialogue was just less goofy and less over the top. Like, you know, he, uh, Tommy fights the Raven thing. He's like, take that bird brain. Why? Why is that the dialogue? Just stop. The dialogue is my doing too much. The little boy whose name <laughs> I, I don't respect enough to remember. Skydive Kid. Skydive Kid would eventually grow up to storm the Capitol on January 6th. And for that reason, <laughs> he was doing too much. I would like to have seen him do nothing at all. This movie got a 5.2 on IMDb. Too much, too little, just right. So too little that it arguably undermines the credibility of the entire website. (laughs) (laughs) So what would you re-rank? Give me the Hartzell re-rank. Now, the Hartzell re-rank gives it a 20 out of 10. But let me, me, you know, because I I pride myself in giving a, a, a true, genuine opinion. This movie, standalone, take this, the TV series out of it. As a standalone film, this is a 7.2. It's a 7.2? I just want to point out that that's what Major League has on the website. The movie we did last week, we did Major League 2. Major League is a 7.2. Taking that into account, the Major League uh, uh, bump, the curve, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, let me adjust it for inflation. 7.7 for Power Rangers. Goodness gracious. <laughs> 7.7 for Power Rangers. I actually think this rating is just right. The dial, like, it's a fun kids Power Ranger movie. I actually, as an adult, I kind of laugh that it's goofy and dumb, but I kind of recognize it is what it is. It'd be like if you went and saw a Pokemon movie and watched away being like, I'm sorry, this is just not right. It's a kid's movie. The one thing that I think prevents it from getting a bump, in my opinion, is the dialogue is so goofy. If they had just talked regular, talked like normal people, I could see being like, all right, let's bump this to a 5.7 or 5.8, grade on a curve for a kid's movie. But the dialogue is too silly. The dialogue is too goofy. I think 5.2 is just about right. I got to agree with Rob here. I mean, maybe I would go a little bit too little, but 5.4 is probably the absolute mm-hmm. highest that I could go on this. Hartzell, just be real. This movie came out in 95, June 30th of 95. 
there are 40 movies from the 90s that you would show a kid today before you would show him this Power Rangers movie. It just doesn't hold up that great. It was one of those, you had to be there. You had to be a Power Rangers fan in 95 to really appreciate this. That you couldn't show this to an eight-year-old today and they love Power Rangers the way that you did. You could not do that. Well, hold on. Have, okay, have you seen the new one that's coming out? That's the, why we're the doing Netflix this. One? Yeah. The because, new Netflix one, yeah. Because the Netflix one. Which has the, the Blue Ranger I've seen in this teaser trailer is back. It's basically just for us. Like, I, you make a good point. I'm not sure anyone under the age of legitimately 30 is going to watch this new Netflix Power Rangers. But when we all watch it and when we all love it, it's going to be a special moment. And we're going to think back to this, this time here and remember that God, they just don't make them like this anymore. I mean, we're going to like it because of the nostalgia. We're going to like it because, like, oh, man, I remember Surge. And you have that first swig of Surge. Like, ah, oh, I loved this. And then, like, two minutes later, you're going to be like, this is disgusting. I'm a grown-up. I can't drink Surge anymore. That's going to be the Netflix show. You're going to see two episodes and be like, God, I love the Power Rangers. Then by episode five, you're going to be like, we're past the nostalgia. I can no longer enjoy this for what it is. I don't know. Imagine what the updated CGI, you know. I'm excited for the new Power Rangers. That's why Rob picked Power Rangers, because we're all excited for the Netflix one. We plan on watching it this week. Will it be better than this one right here. Yes. Yes. It's okay. not hard to be. It's not hard to be. Better I think the than TV this show was, that was already quick. Okay, that was very quick. Actually, you know what? Know what? I'm gonna go back. And I'm gonna go back, and I'm gonna say no because the Pink Ranger isn't in it. The fact that they don't have all the That's Living Rangers point. in it, you need all of them to do it. That's it's, fair. It, it's gonna feel a little bit incomplete that Kimberly's not doing it. What's, I was gonna be the what is this predictions? What is the uh, what's the write off for Kimberly? What do you think? Do we see her picture pregnant. on the wall somewhere? And she's uh, I don't know Secretary of State. I don't know. I what? don't think they ever mention it. I think we just move forward oh, with no, this new Pink Ranger. It's too jarring for the not to mention. I mean, all. this movie did not mention why we have new Rangers for Red. We have new red, well, black, and yellow we'll get ranger. That part in the actual movie, but like when we, if we're coming in and they're trying to really sell the nostalgia, right? You gotta, you gotta address Kimberly. I don't think they address Kimberly. I don't. I don't think Kimberly gets addressed in this movie either. I don't think she gets addressed. I'm excited to see it. I mean, I definitely. I'm excited for it. But the reason I think it's gonna be better than this movie, not this movie, will be worse than the TV show. Is I think the TV show from the '90s was better than this movie. So if we can play on the TV show nostalgia and the new Netflix show, it's gonna be automatically better than this movie because this movie, which was fine was not as good as the television show not just a bunch of haters y'all team rita <laughs> just team rita over here that's all i hear that's all i hear but the team rita haters this was episode seven of the bad movies worst opinions podcast where we believe that everybody has their favorite bad movie go ahead and give us a like review subscribe do all that stuff that podcasters tell you to do Rob and I are doing a special 420 podcast mm -hmm. that will come out on Thursday. Mac and Devin goes to high school starring Snoop Dogg and Wiz Khalifa. So normally we do one a week, but for a special 420, you're going to get two episodes this week with one coming out on Thursday. The only time I ever got in trouble, I used to work at a video store, Family Video, which I don't even think is around anymore. So I, can I used that. to love Family Video. It was great. Movie lovers love Family Video. The one time I ever got in trouble was we played that movie on 420, and that's my first ever reprimand. From, uh, Why, from I mean, I've never seen it. Well, how'd you get into Is it that egregious with the Ford? Context ah, that's fair. For a family video establishment. I mean, he What's had to know a movie with Snoop Dogg and Wiz Khalifa was going to get you in trouble. So be sure to check out Thursday's <laughs> I'm podcast. Ball, <laughs>